0: We depart the shady parts and party hard The diamond shows the coupe forever My best shot you might shoot forever like I get those goosebumps every time You come around, yeah You ease my mind, you make everything feel fine Worry about those comments I'm way too dumb, yeah It's way too dumb, yeah I get those goosebumps every time I need the hymn Throw that to the side, I get those goosebumps every time, yeah. When you're not around, when you go that to the side, I get those goosebumps every time.
1: The hottest ticket for the coldest month is Winter Winterruption Winnipeg 2024, held at various downtown venues featuring some incredible touring acts as well as some of the best and brightest of our own homegrown music scene. Closing out the West and Cultural Center's lineup on Sunday, January 28th is Latino activist Rock Act Making Movies, who make the trek from Kansas City and share a music that draws on a notion of the Americas not dictated by borderlines. They'll be joined by South American rockers who call our northern city their home in El Leon and the Strangers. Advanced tickets for the show are $25 plus fees. For the complete schedule and to purchase tickets, visit winterruptionwpg.ca. And mark your calendar for making movies with El Leon and the Strangers at the West End on Sunday, January 28th, as a part of Winterruption WPG 2024. Proudly supported by 101.5 UMFM.
0: You want answers. I want the truth. You
1: can't handle the truth. Here at UMFM, we can handle the truth. In fact, it's necessary that we hear it in order for you to have a great listening experience. We are looking for your feedback, whether it's good or bad. We need to know what you really think. Email your comments to feedback at UMFM.com and play your part in making UMFM a great listening experience.
0: Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Something Like It. If you're just tuning in, uh, the times have been changed. We've moved from Thursday to this new Friday slot. Uh, so, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, my name is Dr. Octavius. I'm your thought but intellectual host, your thought but cowardly host. Um, and yeah, welcome to Drive Time Radio. I know, I know. Uh, so, I've been like in the weirdest i don't know like i'm like a total like um i i fall down these weird internet rabbit holes and 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 jared did a thing again because remember when he got me into like robot chicken and then it was all that came up on my youtube feed for like a whole month and then and then he introduced me to this thing called the rap board it's I, i don't know if you guys don't know about this thing just just go online search it up it just got all the rappers and like all like the stuff that they like say like their phrases and all that stuff i don't know let me see you here yes sir <laughs> like that that was jay-z let's see who else we can get uh it's just like i don't know i've been playing with this thing for like the longest time too like i i need to stop being such a man child man like what was this? oh that was will smith um but, yeah, like, the little faces are on there, and then you just kind of do what you got to do. Like, you, you just, you know, you just click on one, and then I, I guess you kind of, some people can't figure out. It looks like they update them because some of them say, like, new, um, which means, like, when a new one comes on, you lose the position of the other one because it's just like a face, right? And then you go by number uh, within the row. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know. Just, uh, that was Drake. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, I think the Drake one is just like... What on earth? Does he have another one? I think? Young Money. Young Money. Yeah. Uh, alright. Alright, alright, alright. I'm done. I'm done. I'm sorry. I'm just playing. Um, But yeah... Anyways, how are you guys doing? It's been it's been a minute, um, like a week and a day. So, you know, that's not our usual time. Um, and now you guys get to listen to me on Fridays. And today I'm actually going to be talking to you guys about... I don't know. I feel like I find this stuff interesting. Only recently, you know, when you become like a young adult, like your priorities change. But I've always been someone who like moves around... And I I I've lived in primarily I've lived in like really big cities, um, and in you know different um, under different circumstances, right? So sometimes I go and like in Joburg I live with my family and we're doing our own thing there. But for example, when I lived in Kenya, we went there as expats and like you know. Um, my dad, my dad, the the guys who employed my dad were kind of taking care of like everything, you know, it's like all these different, like, so as I, you know, like sort of like branched down, I was like, Oh well, mom, dad, I want to go to university outside the country. I want to go to Canada. Um, one of the things was, you know, that independence of realizing well, what are your preferences and you kind of have to figure out now on your own, where do I want to live, um, what do I want that city to offer me? What kind of opportunity? So, um, in the spirit of that, you know, and in in, in in this new year uh, where people are going through some of this stuff, and 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 some people are looking for a change, or people who are just curious, uh, today I'm going to be talking about urban lifestyles and city. Music. I know, that makes me happy too. So I'm actually going to start you guys up with like this, like, it's like a global ranking thing um, that they they have, um, where they usually give out like the most livable cities in the world. Um, and then I'm going to elaborate uh, post that.
1: Year, a ranking of the world's 10 most livable cities, inspires a combination of pride from people who live in those cities, and confusion about how exactly those cities were deemed to be the best. The 2023 ranking recently came out and, as usual, European, Canadian, and Australian cities topped the list. First place went to Vienna, followed by Copenhagen, Melbourne, Sydney, Vancouver, Zurich, Calgary, Geneva, and Toronto, with Osaka and Auckland tied for 10th place. This list always seems to inspire more questions than it provides answers. Most of- Warm up Winnipeg venues this winter option, 2024 with both free and ticketed shows performed by artists born and raised in the 204 as well as numerous international touring acts. Brought to you by West End Cultural Center and partnered with Real Love in efforts to warm our hearts this winter peg. Discover new to you artists and music. Come kick it with Candeck, Fold Paper, and How to Boil Water as they perform live at the Goodwill Thursday, January 25th at 8 p.m. Advance tickets for the show are $15 and they are $20 at the door. To purchase tickets, view the complete schedule and venues, visit winterruptionwpg.ca. Winterruption WPG 2024 is proudly supported by 101.5 UMFM.
0: fm It's your boy! It's your boy! I'm back, I'm back. <laughs> Told you I wasn't going to be able to stop. Um, yeah, welcome back. If you're just joining us, you're listening to something like it. The times have changed. We are now... On Fridays, still uh, at the time same time slot, 5 to 5.30. Um, and I'm your thought but intellectual host, your thought but cowardly host. Um, and again, this is Drive Time Radio. So um, the clip that I just rolled for you guys earlier was ranking um, sort of the most livable cities. Uh, they usually say the most livable cities for young people because I guess uh, we we kind of have to... We have to be more conscious about this stuff, right? I guess if if you have, like, a family, like, your priorities change, like, completely, especially if you have, like, kids. You're like, okay, I want them to go to this school division or this school district maybe because they have friends there, maybe because they're treated better there, um, or whatever reason it is, you know. Some people say, oh, actually, I'm going to move closer to my folks, Um live with them and maybe they can help me out. Um, That's not the same, though, when you're still, like, young and and very urban and you're still trying to get at what a city offers. So, you know, I want to get into what a city actually offers. For me, I think one of the things that's come up that's been very interesting is, like, the lists that they give you when you're looking to move into a city. Like I was looking um, at the list that they give, especially uh, on the website moving to Canada for people want to move to Toronto. It's like Toronto's multicultural, Toronto's safe, Toronto is fun. Commuting in Toronto can be a challenge, but you know, you can manage. Um, Toronto has four distinct seasons, buying a house, rent, work opportunities, Parks, beaches, um, you know, dating. Uh, And, you know, it has an established bar and coffee culture. Um, You know, stuff like pits. It's, I think it's very, very crucial for us to actually come to understand what those things mean. To me, it means lifestyle. I didn't understand the whole concept of lifestyle until actually I, I, I moved here. Not to say that there's anything wrong with, like, say, um, the lifestyle in Winnipeg or in Manitoba, but it's significantly different from what I'm used to, right? So my folks are, like, country club folks, um, and so, you know, you you do the, the same thing, right? It was school Monday to Friday and so forth, um, play golf with the old man during the weekends, um i don't know have brunch on sundays stuff like that it's like i don't want to say life w- w- was structured but you do live in, within the confines of that right and and then i think that's, that's also what causes sort of that um that friction when you start to grow a little bit when, uh, depending on where you live and you want to hang out with your friends right your you're growing. You're 16, 17, 18, and, you know, your friends want to go out. They want to do more, a little more exciting stuff. Um And so you can't stick to sort of the regime that's been created in, say, the household, right? And so you want to do that. Uh, some people want to do that without being rebellious. Some people want to do that just to be rebellious um and... and and I think that, that, that that's an interesting thing that happens over there because that's just before you get the freedom to actually just branch out on your own and try to do the whole thing by yourself, right? And I think that's a very crucial point in your in your life because that's when you decide whether any of these things matter. I didn't know coffee culture mattered until later on. I wasn't a big coffee person. I love tea. Like, if I've never mentioned this on the show, I apologize. Tea is just... It makes me happy. It's, I think tea, I've sampled it. I come from tea-growing nations, and I was raised in some of the best tea-growing nations, right? So born in Zimbabwe, they have Tanganda, um, a unique brand um, of tea. Um, and then in South Africa, there was rooibos, which is more of an herb, but it's like tea too. It's, rooibos is really good. You guys should try it. Um, I don't know if they saw any. In I think in Winnipeg they do. If you go to like um, you know um, the South African community, that we do have some people who might be able to actually retail uh, retail some of that stuff to you. Um, Kenya is also a big tea. Kenya is actually where I discovered flavored tea. So I didn't know about this until um, we, we lived in Kenya for a bit. But then I start get, getting into coffee culture, right? And the trends to me, coffee culture was just like I thought it was just like a bunch of like Starbucks, Starbucks n- uh, nerds and 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 people who you know they 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 bought into the hype of oh, let's go to Starbucks. Um, and I don't know, you know how long that queue is. And so I thought it was people buying into the hype. And don't get me wrong, I still feel there's kind of a hype behind Starbucks. But people were actually invested in, um, you know, sort of coffee culture it's actually interesting cuz you know you get people who who love to make it themselves who know where they want to get it in the city they want, they know where they want to have coffee with their friends um they, they know the roast they like they know um where it's grown it's almost like wine for the, some, for some of these people and and then i started to get into that just a, a little bit you know and i'm 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 going to tell you now i think it's something that you should definitely investing, especially if you're someone who says, um, "Well, what's the point?" You know, it's like just try it a little bit. Just I'm not gonna, I don't want to say live a little, but you know, it's 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 very interesting. And then to me, that oh, that then bar, um, uh, bridges into the bar culture, right? A place's bar culture is very, it's it's pretty important because especially for young people, a lot of people drink. And so whether it's a nightclub-heavy city or you want a city where they have breweries and pubs and, um, you know, these tap rooms and all that stuff, that's very, very... Because that's where you're going to hang out with your friends most of the time, okay? Especially when you've become a young adult. Even when you're still a student... Your time doesn't really belong to you. It's not the same as in high school where it's like, okay, I go to school, I do some extracurricular, then I have the rest of the time to be with family and friends. It's not the same. You have deadlines. You might have work. You might have one, two, especially the times that we're living in. It could be two or three jobs, which means the time that you spend with your friends is very crucial. And if if you guys are not decided on the kind of place you like to hang out in, that can have a very big impact on your social life, okay? So it's not just, oh, oh we like to go to restaurants. What what kind of restaurants? Do you guys want to go eat seafood? Are you guys foodies? Which In which case, you kind of have to now go into, you, you have to look into a city where they have different cuisine. You know, you're looking at your New Yorks. I think Toronto, from what I've gathered, is decent when it comes to restaurants, Um. But you you want to go to a place where it's now very diverse, where you guys can go try something new, uh, hopefully at an affordable price too, right? So affordability becomes an issue there, right? You can't go trying and sampling something new every whatever, whether you meet once every month, once every two months, uh, if that bill is just going to keep going up and up and up. And And so when you start to look at things that way, that's when you realize, oh, my God, like you actually have – a big decision to make when it comes to the things that you can do in a city. Um, and that that goes for everything then, right? It, it, it then goes for dating. I think dating, these things are like almost like interrelated. If you're going to date in a big city, a, a big city can become lonely. You know, I, 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 I completely get that and I completely understand that. But the environment in which you're dating um, – Matters too, so if you already know like if you're in tune with the bar cult, bar culture You know which bars to go to for this and that and you know who you're meeting there, you know how it's gonna play out Um you, or, or at least you have an idea right especially if you're someone who has social anxiety You know what you're going to play into you're not just going to a place and then it's like boom culture shock You know what I'm saying you want to get there and be like I can't believe I just did that anyways that that then becomes um it, it then plays a big role in where you decide to live you know in, in in cities like vienna and all that you know like in europe i know they have like a very like established um pub culture but then you need to remember that in and in, in especially in canada which seems to top like those lists a lot, and i I know that video does get into why that's kind of controversial. The fact that Canada always has like cities up there, um especially when it comes to affordability and so forth and and in in their defense, a lot of the people who publish some of these lists often note especially in recent years that affordability is not always included in their rankings, right because I think I understand why they do that because they're looking at all the other factors. Um, and if a place is safe and it has all these amenities to them, it's like, okay, it's it's pretty much livable. It's just that it's expensive. Um, and yeah, sure. Someday we can also have a conversation on this show about whether if you live in a city um, and it has everything you, you dream of, right, culturally, um, socially, infrastructure-wise. um, But then you have to pay, like, a boatload of money to live there, whether that's, like, sort of transactional, where you're saying, look, this is the lifestyle you want as a young person. You're going to have to, like, pay for it. Like, it's expensive. Um, Which is kind of what I feel New York has become now, when you hear, like... um Friends who like live in New York, and they explain to you how much they have to pay for rent, and, and they still have roommates. You are like, ooh, you know, it's just some of the things you look at when you are like, okay, maybe I am okay, I am cool right here in Winnipeg. But I think if you are gonna if you are gonna have the the conversation about the the cultural capital that a place has, that a city has the most crucial thing that you're looking at shouldn't be whether or not it's affordable. I know that's a big factor. It's a big factor for me too as a young person, right? I don't even, especially right now, um, I don't even want to think about um, anything else other than affordability, right? It's like key to my decision-making over where I live. However, um Given that I lived in Johannesburg and now I live in Winnipeg, Winnipeg would be like a a small fraction of Joburg. I, I can't even begin to explain to you how just big a city like Joburg is, okay? There's places in that city. I know the city quite well, by the way. Um, you know, right down into the CBD, which is kind of like older, and then it became like a m- metropolitan. You have places like Rudaport, which were kind of like towns outside the city that are like part of the greater city now. It, it's it's massive, and it's also pretty like it's spread out, right? So it's not like it's not just tall skyscrapers, right? It's tall skyscrapers in one in like the, 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 the downtown area, tall skyscrapers in another sort of Semi downtown area like Santon, I'll would, I would give that example, which is sort of an affluent area, and the banks of their headquarters there. Um, and you have penthouses and all this stuff. Winnipeg is way smaller than that, so you keep running into like people you know, into the same people. Um, not always a bad thing, I just mean that you know, it's like it, it's slower and and there is a monotony to it, right, for someone who has, like, lived in a bigger city like me. Um, But we'll discuss more um, after these messages. You are listening to the University of Manitoba's radio station, CJUM, 101.5 FM your hit-free radio station in Winnipeg. All right, welcome back. Um, You're listening to 101.5 FM, and this is Something Like It. I'm your thought-but-cowardly host, your thought-but-intellectual host, Dr. Octavius. And today we're just wrapping up this conversation about urban living, urban lifestyles, and cities. Right so early on I was talking about the affordability of a city. Now to me how affordable a city is is very complicated. Um because I feel very strongly especially now if you live in a place like Winnipeg you technically can't live here if you don't have if you don't own a car. Right? Uh I'm not saying you can't, but it's just very difficult. So you have to include the car car expenses into into all of that, right? Because we have buses, okay? Let's assume, you know, I know people complain and they're like, "Oh, you know, the bus, you know, sometimes it's late and some people are like, "Oh, the bus this and that." Uh, let's remove all of that, okay? Let's remove the normal everyday Winnipegger complaints and let's talk about the fact that even if, you know, we didn't have all those problems, just the idea of waiting for the bus and it's like minus 45 degrees celsius outside makes it it makes you want to not do that right it's very demotivating in the morning if you have to go to work if you have to go to school and so when you factor that into your decision making you you have to include a car's expenses and so even though a place like Toronto would be pretty expensive in terms of the rent you can also, it, an argument can be made that you still have to kind of spend that same kind of money in Winnipeg on something else, right? So when you start comparing these two things, it's like, well, let's say you don't have a car in Toronto. You take the expenses of a car, owning a car in Winnipeg, and you have to factor those in um, and see whether or not it evens out when you're making um, those kinds of decisions. Um, Having that said, I think infrastructure is crucial, right? Um again from that video if you keep on watching it, um if you do decide to do that, please do. The title of the video is The World's 10 Most Livable Cities: Surprises and Controversies. Um and it's a, it's on a YouTube channel called Oh the Urbanly. I just follow some of these channels because I think this whole trend that was started by the millennials where they really critique the, their lifestyle I think they, they're, they're the first ones to live a very much diminished lifestyle uh, compared to say their parents and their grandparents and so they, they do have that I, I know people like you know we all have beef with millennials but um, it's not the worst thing and so they have some of these YouTube channels where they just go to give us their views and so forth like I know that some guy who, ha- who owns he has like a it's, it, I think it started off as like a biking channel uh, from Canada, by the way, and then I think m- ended up moving to the Netherlands, and he's just always complaining about city planning in Canada and whether or not it's, like, livable, um, how, you know, cycling would be difficult here. Um, yeah, and, you know, the the fact that this is a car-heavy... He- car North America, basically, you kind of need a car. Um, but... Those are the things that people take into account when they move to places like Europe, right? If you move to, like, Vienna or something like that. I know my friend moved to Sweden um, just a few years ago, and he was just telling me, man, like, their transportation systems are just, like, he doesn't even have to think about getting a car unless he just starts to feel it's necessary. So he'll probably just get his license so that he can rent a car if he needs to, like, road trip or something. That's a, I think that's a very different very different lifestyle where you don't have to think about things like that, where you don't have that stress at all. That's a lifestyle, I think. And one of the biggest complaints, again, if you listen to that countdown that we had, is that we do kind of have models for stuff like that in North America. We just don't follow them, right? Like, um, they mentioned that Montreal didn't make the cut right montreal is not on that list montreal doesn't make a lot of the lists. i i don't know why um i haven't done any research on that again i call myself an intellectual but my i i do feel that you know a place like montreal where they have you know decent c- city planning and good transportation systems um and somewhat of a good you know like a restaurant culture there those cities sh- sh- should be included but are left out. So, so when we assess the metrics, I think for someone like me, especially coming from like a place like Africa, one of the things that's just been very shocking to me in terms of like urban scape is just that, for example, in Winnipeg, what you guys call open spaces – they're just not as big. Now, that might be because land is more expensive um, in Canada and North America in general. You know, but I do hear of places like Vancouver where they have, like, hiking trails within the city or within city limits. That's great. Especially in summer, you want to wake up, you go for a hike, and then you start your day. That's, that's you know. And people who say, oh, actually, I wake up and, like, I surf or I jog Um, Just like, you know, by the ocean. You know, you get like a fresh breeze. I think that dramatically changes your day. That dramatically changes your drive. It dramatically changes. It alters your career path. So, your day-to-day psyche matters. The way you program yourself in the morning is very, very crucial. And a big part of that is determined by the city that you decide to live in. And I say that not to, you know, I don't want to seem like the guy who's just like, "Oh, my goodness, um this is a big deal and no one's making a big deal of it." It is a big deal. People are making a big deal of it. I just don't think that we put these things, you know, when we factor when we factor what we've called lifestyle um, into some of these things, especially when it comes to, you know, people created this whole thing of, oh, this is the first world, second world, and so forth. I think that people who live in certain cities in what's considered to be the first world can live a very much diminished lifestyle despite their social economic status as a result of A city's amenities and the culture there so just some stuff to think about if you're looking to move um, think about it Uh, I always advise do it um, especially if you like grew up somewhere if you especially if you like grew up here and you want to just go see the world I I think it's always good to just go be exposed to some other people's culture how other people live um And I think that if you're going to go do that, please um, let me know how it goes. Um, But as for now, thank you guys so much for tuning in. I've been your thought but cowardly host, your thought but intellectual host, Dr. Octavius. And good night. I'll see you guys next week on Fridays because we move the show from Thursdays. Just a reminder, folks. Uh, Thank you very much and good night.